Hey guys, Carly here. This episode was recorded before Jade gave birth to her son this past weekend, and we will share that story with you when she gets back. Enjoy! Today, we are talking to Stephanie Montgomery, author, mom, and wife of Major League Baseball player Mike Montgomery. So today we're pre-recording this episode and last week we did voicemails from you guys and it was so much fun that we wanted to do a couple more. So we're going to dive right into those. Hi Jade, hi Carly. I was really just wondering if you all would ever be um, down to do more birth stories, people from Bachelor Nation, fans, anything. It's just something that I think a lot of us as fans are really passionate about and we just love hearing those kinds of stories love you guys thanks for being awesome um first off thank you for telling me i'm awesome did you feel that in your heart jade (laughs) it it was very sincere it really was i felt that one it landed um but yes we i for sure we're gonna do more birth stories we love birth stories Uh, i feel like they just bring joy birth or panic. <laughs> well, no, birth stories are the best because, like, everybody's story is so unique mm-hmm. and it's such a personal experience, but yet we all can relate to it in some some way or totally. just feel inspired by it in some way. I, I could listen to birth stories all day. Like, I really could. So I think that's a really good suggestion or feedback that we should definitely do more birth stories because I am down. Yes. <laughs> The answer is yes. Yes. <laughs> we will. <laughs> All right. Shall we try one more? Yeah. Hi, Carly and Jade. This is Kelly from Illinois. And my question is for Carly, how did you know that you were done having children? And Jade, I believe you said you're still thinking about more. So I wanted to know if you think you're still going to have more children. And also, do you have any advice for people whose partners are not on the same page about how many more children they should have. Um, Evan would have a thousand more children. I don't know how. (laughs) Like he needs to stop. No, um, Evan and I are not, well, I think maybe in reality he really wouldn't, but he says like, I could have a million more children. Does he he ask you for more children? Does he say like, hey, I think we should try? Okay. No, because he knows that I feel passionately that we're done. But when did I know that we were done? Uh, You know, it's like, it's weird. Because like, did I ever know that we were beginning? (laughs) You know, like we never tried. We, it just kind of happened. So, and then then it happened again. Although after Bella, I did want another one. But then it just like spontaneously happened. It didn't happen spontaneously. I mean, there was sex involved. But (laughs) I don't know. I... I feel like I, after Charlie, just kind of, I, I don't know if it in my gut, I felt it in my soul, I felt it, but I, I don't know. I just knew that I didn't want to do it again. And that I also feel like I kind of miss me. And so I, I need me back and not me, the mom, but me like the being. Um, and so I think that was maybe a factor in me wanting to be done having kids you know if I spontaneously had another one like I would be so excited and like absolutely love it but I really think I just want to I just am at that place where I'm like okay like I 
I'm done and I want to focus on myself because I like miss myself. Um, so I think that's kind of how I knew I was done because I like missed me. Does that make any sense? Yeah, that makes, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. We're okay. all very, you know, all of us are different. We all, we all want certain, you know, like we imagine our families being certain numbers or we have a baby and we realize, oh, mm-hmm. I only want one or, oh, I want five of these, you know, like we're all yeah. so different. So I feel like there's no like right or wrong answer. So your answer is perfectly fine because that's your answer. I think it would have been different too if maybe I had had like two girls or two boys and like I wanted like and maybe if I didn't get a little girl and I wanted a little girl, maybe it, the answer would be different. But I think because I had a boy and a girl. You feel like your family's. Complete. I feel like it's yeah, yeah. Um, for me, I don't know. So I, I've talked, I talked to my midwife about this recently because she was asking me, "Are you guys done?" And we've talked about Tanner getting a vasectomy on this podcast, which I feel like if we are done, that's probably the route that we will go. And for a while, Tanner was like one hundred percent, just like three is my three is the number, you know. Well, you know, I'm probably going to get a vasectomy. Like he doesn't really want to, want to, obviously. But like, I feel like that's the best route for us to go and all that stuff. But then like lately he's been mentioning, well, if we do have a fourth and I was like, hold up, like I thought you were the one that was kind of like shutting this down. And for me, like my body wise, like my body is like three is done. Like (laughs) Mm -hmm. this pregnancy has been much harder and it's just like three consecutive pregnancies, very close together in a way. If we had a fourth, Tanner would want to have another one right away. Oh gosh. Um, he doesn't, he, cause he wants to kind of like, kind of like a little bit about what you're talking about is if we're going to have a, a fourth and we feel like, you know, we want to have one more in our family. Um, he wants to just have them all be young at the same time so that we're kind of going through the stages. Which makes sense. Yeah. Instead of like maybe waiting five years and then having a fourth who's five years behind everyone else. But for me, my body is like, I need a break. Like, I just don't know if I could. So if I'm like trying to be a rational human, I would say (laughs) we're done. Um, When I was talking to my midwife, I I, I always feel this female girl energy that we've had attached to a baby name um, that Tanner and I love. That's a girl name that if we have a fourth, we ought, we know 100% we would name her that. And I don't know if it's the if it's just that this energy is this baby that's meant to be born or if it's the baby that we lost. Mm. And I still feel that energy. Now I'm just going to get emotional. <laughs> but it's like I do feel this girl spirit. So I don't know. I'm like, is that the – universe telling me I'm supposed to have a fourth baby and I already know her or if that's just I I feel like you're gonna have another baby <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I I don't know if it's like an, like we were talking before like last episode about like angels because it's just like my baby angel I don't know I mean but yes my heart loves babies like but my my life <laughs> and um my body, I just don't know if I could. So I feel so up in the air about it. For well, a while, the, I was convincing myself that we had we were done. But well, the good news is you don't have to decide today. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's see how three goes. <laughs> oh man, I mean, I feel like did we answer that question? This is the same well, thing I felt last episode. I know. I'm like, I guess uh. she wanted she wanted advice on how to like get on like if your spouse is oh. on the same page. If they're not on the, oh God, I don't know the answer to that. I mean, I'm not on the same page with Evan, but Evan's crazy. 
<laughs> I think it just, I think that that's kind of like, if you're very serious and if you want another and your spouse doesn't or your partner doesn't, I feel like that's almost like a couples therapy thing. Like maybe. Yeah, I was going to say go needs, to counseling. Yeah, you need to have some like, you need to maybe find like the reasons why deep down they they don't want to expand mm-hmm. their family or they do want to expand their family, like whatever the situation is. Right. Um, because I feel like having such like a third party person in that situation maybe is like, because it's, I feel like it's kind of an emotional thing to talk about, right? Oh, like if 100%. You, especially especially as a, if you want one so bad. Yeah. Or don't want one so bad and you feel pressured. Right. Yeah, that's just too much pressure in every way. Yeah, and I'm not a therapist, so I don't know what to say. I don't, we that, don't but. really have advice. We're saying go get advice <laughs> from a trained professional, not us. I feel like we slightly answered some of those questions. And I feel like also now would be a good time to take a quick break and then we can grab Stephanie. Okay, well, that sounded a little robot wacky. So I guess let's try to reconnect with her again. You sounded okay, like a scary robot. It was like scary Halloween. As soon as you said that, I'm like, right now we are, my son is 18 months old and every single thing that I have ends up in the dog hole, in the pool, in the sink, in the bathtub, something. So as soon as you said robot, I was like 100% these were in the dog hole at some point. Why do they do that? Why do they think like water is the best place to put all things? I don't know. And I got him one of those splash tables. My husband, it came, he's like, it's a splash table. I was like, no, this is going to work. This is going to be it. And it did nothing to change the dog hole situation. Oh, bummer. (laughs) That was a really good idea though. Thank you. I I was proud of myself, but it didn't work. So... (laughs) Well, Stephanie, we're so excited to have you on. Um, I'm so excited to be on. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Yeah. of course. Jade used to live in Kansas City and she used to go to baseball games. Oh, no way. All the time. My husband, he's lived in Kansas City pretty much his whole life since he was like two. He pretty much says like, right, I guess born and raised. He wasn't born there, but grew up there. All of his best friends are there. He's a huge Royals fan. When I first moved to KC, was the year they won the World Series. So it was like this big deal. Oh my gosh, awesome. Perfect time. Yeah, and I love going to baseball games. It's like out of any kind of sport, I love going to a live baseball game in the summer you know, it's just, there's just something. It's very, hard to beat. It's so great. So we used to take my daughter, but now we live in California, but obviously my husband's a diehard Royals fan. Yeah. He's got some loyalty there. That's awesome. We always talked about, I mean, we have moved more times than I can count. And so we never really got to know our neighbors, but when we were in Kansas city, you know, we, we rented in Leewood and I yeah. knew nothing about it at all. And right away, all the neighbors started coming over, welcoming us to the neighborhood. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is what I've wanted so long. And the people in Kansas City are just so nice, like unbelievably nice. Are you still in Kansas City? No, we're in Arizona now. Oh, Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So we finally, we actually just bought our first house after we've moved seven times since Max was born. And I'm just like, oh my God. We have our own space. It's so exciting. Yeah, that's seven times. Seven times. That's, I mean- that's why if I sound insane at any point, that's why. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> that's like every that's like every couple months. That's wow. Yeah. You said he's 18 months old. Yep. So, okay. How did well, first off, I know you moved a thousand times, but how how did you navigate like your relationship and baseball and 
a newborn till now. How did you even do all of that? <laughs> um, with a good therapist. <laughs> because honestly, I I didn't for so long. And I just sat there and kind of like wallowed in my in this hole that I was digging for myself because we, so we were in Chicago, which we loved. Um, and then he got, my, my husband got traded when my son was three months old. So we went to Kansas city and then it was the off season. Um, so we came back to Arizona and then, or actually no, that off season, he trained with a new trainer in Dallas, which I'd never been to Dallas. Um, and kind of as time went on, you know, he wasn't there all, you know, he was on the road every two weeks for these road trips. And then by the time he was home, more often, he took a week off, he was back to training. And by then, Max, my son was six months old. And I was just so you know, like I had no friends in Dallas, I had moved twice to where I didn't really get to know anyone in Kansas. And then, you know, I started to realize as time went on, I was like, I need to do something to break this cycle that I'm in, because it is just not good. I was mad at Mike all the time. I was so tired. I was so stressed. Um, and so once we, um, I guess, I mean, it honestly wasn't till the last couple months, I was like, found my therapist, lover, started to do some more healthy things for myself, take time for myself, realize I needed to trust other people, you know, to help me with, with Max. Um, so yeah, it was honestly one of the hardest things that I think I've ever gone through. And I'm happy that I seem to be, you know, that I am out on the other side, but it was a challenge for sure. Gosh, I, it's motherhood is just absolutely no joke. I'm so glad you found a good therapist because yes. <laughs> I mean, having somebody to talk to, especially when you're moving around and you don't have friends that are right there that you can talk to. I mean, you know, the people who have neighbors that just come over for wine, like, and, and, and I'm so talk. jealous that I'm I didn't so, have I mean, that, that just sounds like a dream. Maybe that only happens in the movies, but I feel like Maybe. I know people. We're just on Instagram. <laughs> but, yeah. Yes. But I mean, it's, it's such a hard place to navigate unless you have somebody to talk to about it because it really can feel, especially like postpartum can feel very, very lonely. So lonely. And I, I didn't want to, I, I felt like I couldn't tell anybody because I felt like, you know, I was in that space to where it was just, everything was, you know, amazing people coming to talk to me about it. it was like, Oh, your child is so beautiful. And you know, you should be so excited and you should be this. And I was like, yeah, I want to be all of those things. And some days I am all of those things, but some days I'm struggling. And so then I felt like I, you know, maybe wasn't cut out to be a mom or maybe I was a bad mom or all this stuff, which then just made me feel even less like I could talk to people. Um, and so then I, I really started kind of trying to figure out how we as moms can be there for other moms uh, without instilling any fear. Like, oh, here's what I went through and it's going to be so hard, you know, but also yeah. being able to provide a space to where when it is hard, we're there for each other. Yeah. To normalize it. But to, like you said, to not scare. Yeah. Not to scare somebody else that like this could happen to you or or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think with the Internet, too, it's <laughs> that's just everywhere. That kind of thing. Yes, it is. <laughs> How did you get through? Because what it sounds like to me is like just because of your unique situation with your husband's job and his career and everything um, and you moving so much and maybe not having like a support system. How did you get through the feelings of isolation and all of that? Honestly, I was really lucky in that I had a few friends with, you know, one has um, a, a five-year-old girl and, you know, one, another one that I can think of doesn't have any children. Neither one of them live close to me, but they really kind of forced their way or not forced their way, but just no matter what, no matter if I was withdrawn or no matter if I was stressed, both of them were just always really good at being like, Hey, I'm here for you. 
Hey, how are you doing? You know, all of that kind of stuff. And I think having people who weren't going to give up on me, mm-hmm. who could see that I was struggling, even if I wasn't saying anything was huge. And then those people were able to kind of encourage me to do things for myself too. And let me know it was okay to, you know, if I wanted to take 20 minutes, 20 minutes to get on the Peloton or, you know, take a shower at the end of the day. And so then I started to do those kind of things for myself and slowly was able to find a better routine. Yeah. That's amazing. Hold on to those friends. Those are good friends. I know. I know. They are great friends. (laughs) You really have to like find out who, who the great friends are when you become a parent. Yes, you do. Okay. So first off, you're, you have two books and then you've been on TV. You've done all sorts of things. Do you feel like part of maybe the reason you felt stress was because you weren't doing things like for you anymore? Oh, for sure. I felt like, I felt like all of the stuff that I had done before, you know, before I had my son, I was like, Oh, this has just set me up for success. You know, I'm no stranger to, you know, grinding through this work stuff, staying up late when I need to, you know, I'm tired from traveling, but I always power through it. So I'll be fine. You know, sleepless nights. Huh. Yeah. Okay. That, that might be hard <laughs> oh, for other people, Those. but I'll be fine. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so then like I had my son and all of a sudden I felt like it was great and I was consumed by him, but then I also felt like I was kind of losing who I was. And mm-hmm. I, I just forgot about the, I, I didn't forget about them obviously, but it was like, I was becoming this completely different person from the last 10 years of my life, trying to build a career for myself and being able to be creative. Um, and you know, so, so about three months, three months and four months in after Mike got traded, Max and I were just sitting on the floor in Kansas city. He was about four months old. And I just remember thinking it started because we were watching a baseball game and I looked down at him and I looked back at the TV and I thought, you know, I'm, I'm going to be in the position to teach this kid about baseball, which is awesome. You know, I've loved baseball my whole life, but, um, you know, I wonder what resources are out there and I didn't find any. And so I kind of through my haze was thinking, okay, maybe I can get a little scrappy here and go back to that <laughs> creating side of me. Yeah. Right. And, and create something. And so I, I tried to get the wheels straight. It took me a little while, but uh, you know, I was able to get, get something created. That's so cool. I mean, it's also, that's really weird that they didn't have, because when you think about like what we teach, like our little boys, I feel like it's usually like sports, right? Right. Like, what yeah, do you decorate I, I mean, the room as? So. It's like baseball or football. Exactly. Like, so the <laughs> fact that there weren't books out there dedicated to teaching children baseball is like so beyond weird to me. It's so amazing so that you did this, but that is so surprising. Thank you. Yeah, I, I was so surprised because, and there were a bunch of, you know, oh, I won't say a bunch. There were a few ABC books, you know, like B is for ball, which is great, but um, <laughs> we need you know, more. I was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and then, so I kind of, I was like, okay, let me see if anything else out here. And even, you know, videos and, and educational TV series, like I didn't find anything. And so I thought, so well, dark. if there's one thing I know right now, it's this kid, my dog and baseball. So let's see what I can come up with here. That's amazing. Can you tell us a little bit about the book? Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, it's called Max and Ollie's Guide to Baseball, and it, um, you know, very high level. We're talking kids, realistically from birth. Whenever you want to start reading, reading to them up to probably six or seven, and it walks through the very basic rules of the game, how it works, generally what offense means, what defense means, how you win the game, three strikes, four balls, 
um, stuff like that. And it's done in a very light, playful way with a kid bringing his dog along and teaching his dog about it. So that is I've, so I've, cute. I've gotten so much, so much good feedback about it. But it's so funny that you know, even kids who. I hear never like sports. They just like to look for the dog and point the dog out. I'm like, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like that's a book my daughter would love. She's she's three and she just started her first soccer league and oh. it's so precious. <laughs> so precious. I can't wait for those days. They're so cute. Like she does really good. Some like it's an hour long practice, which I feel like is really oh, wow. long, but they have, they have like five minute drills and then they come and they have a water break. So they come back to their parents every five minutes. But she does really good. And then at times, though, she will get distracted. Like last time she got behind the goal and she was picking up pine cones that she found. She was like, pine cones. I mean, cones. that sounds like me as an athlete, honestly. So, <laughs> but it's so, so yeah, I mean, I love her already. <laughs> but it's so cute. But like it is sometimes kind of hard as a parent to keep your child's attention and teach them the rules. So I like that you put it in a book format because my daughter is obsessed with books and then put a dog in there and she'd probably be like, She'd be glued, so. <laughs> oh, I will get her a copy as yes. soon as possible. I would love to hear what she thinks about I it. Would, yeah, I would love that. <laughs> Can I ask you, do you feel um, better now that you created something? Do you feel a little bit more like yourself again? I do for sure. And especially since it's a a tangible thing that I can hold and look at and um, you know share with other people. Not that it has to be ever, but I think it was very big for me to be able to do something like I had never written a children's book and I, you know, kind of did it all from scratch. I hired the illustrator, I handled the um, publishing and the distribution and all of that kind of stuff. So when it was finally done, which it was such a process. And again, these friends specifically that I had that, you know, I would text, I would text one of them at midnight and just be like, I don't know if I can do this. I'm so tired. And, you know, Max won't sleep and this and that and the other thing. And she just encouraged me. And I had, you know, encouragement from my husband, encouragement from people so that now that it's finally here, it, it just feels like, okay, I can still do things I want to do. I just had to get creative on how I did it. Yeah. What would you say your best advice for uh, a mom out there that's feeling maybe like a little isolated and like she's feeling a little like she's lost herself. What would be your advice to that mom? I think the first thing that I would say that I wish I would have done is to open up about things that I was having a hard time with, with other moms much earlier on, because I, mm. I think for a first time mom too, I don't know if you guys felt, felt this way, but you have a baby and you haven't really, you know, I never would have thought to talk to moms and be like, okay, so from a non-fear perspective, you know, what should I be looking out for when yeah. I first have a baby? What, if, you know, if I'm struggling, what should I do? If I, cause you just think, oh, you know, I'm putting together my nursery and I have all these cute toys and it's going to be great. And, you know, it might be hard at first, but, and so it's like, I just felt completely unprepared mm -hmm. when I saw everybody looking so beautiful on Instagram and, <laughs> you know, like yeah. the kids are all just, and I was looking a mess with barf all over me and one shoe on and, you know, whatever it was. And I just felt like, well, I can't tell anybody that I'm struggling because then I'm just going to look like I'm not capable of doing this. And I'm a bad mom where now looking back on it and looking at how many moms I've been able to talk to now, it's just like, if I just would have opened up to someone that I trusted, someone with, you know, who had been there, someone with kids, someone, even if it's just, you know, someone in a Facebook group, I know you guys have an amazing supportive Facebook group to where it's not like, you're wrong if you sleep train and you're wrong through this. It's just like, I'm having so much trouble with this. What do I, you know, do you yeah. have any advice that could have helped me so much? 
Yeah, yeah. I, I'm like over here just nodding because I 100% relate to all of that. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys feel like it was hard in the beginning to ask for help or to open up about things that you were struggling with? Yes. And I still yeah, do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I still do too, for sure. And yeah, when does that, does that ever go away? Is that a control thing? Like what? Because I still know to this day, I'm like, I need more help than I have, but I just, I don't know. I can't always bring myself to get it or to talk about it or to whatever. Yeah, I yeah. think it's I think it's just like a personal journey. I don't know because like for me I had really high expectations on myself. People were telling me like like we talk about like how moms are supposed to be super moms and everyone's like, "Oh, I don't know how you do it. You're a super mom." And I'm like, "No, I'm actually like secretly drowning." <laughs> you know, like yeah, but I yeah. couldn't I I felt like I couldn't say that and and then I just had so much pressure on myself and now I I'm having my third baby and it's just like, I know I can't do what I tried to do before. It didn't work for me. And so now I'm trying to be more of like an advocate for myself and be proactive and do and, and talk to people and be honest and, and say like how, like, this is my reality and it doesn't change that I love my babies, you know, with all of my heart. I just can't do it all. And, and I feel like it's just kind of like whenever we get there, because for me, I, I feel like I'm just finally getting there where I can talk yeah. about it. And I'm so glad that you are. And I'm, you know, I'm so glad that you, you guys have created this space to talk about these things because I think for so long, and I think even now it's still, we live in the society of just, you know, the, and I'm guilty of it too. Like, I don't want to put, like put it out there all the time that I'm, that I'm struggling or drowning. Like you said, when I feel like that, I, you know, sometimes don't post online forever. And then I'm right. like, oh, this is a good picture. How, you know, it's cute. I'll post it. And then of course it looks like not meaning to, but I'm sure I'm adding to adding to the whole situation in that way to where it's like, okay, yeah, like I'm putting out all of my happy pictures. So I, I'm trying to do the same exact thing of putting it out there when things aren't great and being an advocate for not only myself, like you said, for sure myself. Like I, I always want to say, oh, I, I want to be an advocate for other moms. I love that. What you just said, it's like, need to be advocates for ourselves too and make it okay to admit we're struggling, ask for help and also not feel shame in whatever way we choose to parent. Yeah. And I do feel like there is a little bit of a shift in like social media and stuff like that because we are all realizing like how there's this facade and that it's not reality and that we are creating these unrealistic expectations in every aspect of life, but especially motherhood. So because we do, we want to share the good moments. Like there's nothing wrong with me. And like this, this picture brings me joy. I want to share my joy. But then at the same time, it's like it is good to kind of peel back this like the good parts and being like, but I, I also have these parts that are real and I struggle and I feel like there's kind of a shift happening on social media where more women are being open to sharing that. And it is being, I hate like the coin term normalized, but it's like being normalized. Yeah. Anyway, so I think you're totally right. Yeah. And so I think it's great that you're doing that too, that you have that awareness and share those type of things because that's what we all need to see. Yeah. That'll be my 2021 resolution starting today that, you know, to, to really share both sides, both sides of it. Cause I do think it helps so much. Yeah. Yeah, totally. 2021 has to be better than this year. You'd think, right? <laughs> it's it's got to be a little bit better. Um, well, Stephanie, thank you so much for being with us today. Um, we always ask our guests, where can we find you? Where can we find your book? Well, yeah, thank you for having me again. It was so awesome to talk to you both. Um, I am on Instagram at Steph Monty. And you can find more about the book at maxandolly.com. And I do want to mention as well that a portion of the proceeds 
from every book sold go to organizations supporting women and children. That's amazing. Well, thank you so, so, so much for being with us, Stephanie. We really appreciate it. Thank you. She was so nice. I feel like it's so great when you finish with a guest and you just feel this like nice calming energy at the end because I mean sometimes we don't have some that sometimes we're like oh my gosh so it was like really intense or really sad or whatever but I feel like I feel like really calm right now but also like I should go teach my son about sports because I know nothing about sports (laughs) (laughs) I what I appreciate is like learning from moms from like all different aspects you know, like she has a very unique life, like her husband's a baseball player, but yet she's, you know, she's like we were talking, kind of peeling back that layer of this Instagram perfect life and like showing that she still had struggles and that, you know, she felt certain things as a mother that we can all relate to. And so I, I love when somebody comes on and they're just so honest and they're so real and they show that at the end of the day, we're all just human and we're all just yeah. moms trying to do our best no matter what our situation really is. Totally. I also love that, you know, I was talking about how I just kind of miss me and that she was saying like she she felt like she was, you know, kind of becoming lost in yeah. her postpartum. And then she like kind of found her way out by creating, which I think is just like beautiful. Yeah. Especially when we're in this world right now where it's kind of, it's hard to create because you're just kind of, you know, like, trapped in four walls and it's like really hard place to sit around and be creative and um I don't know I think that's just like so inspiring now I'm like feeling inspired what am I going to go create today something even if it's like dinner (laughs) dude yeah she (laughs) and she even she like took what she what her life is now you know Mm -hmm. like she we all go through this huge transformation like motherhood is such a transformation for women and and we aren't we are who we used to be but we also aren't we're also this right. new person and right. so for her to be like still like i'm still that creative person but i'm going to take you know this unique life that i have now and make it into something fun and creative that and she has a son and she has a dog and her whole life is you know revolved around baseball and how she took that and took and made it into something of her own so cool really cool yeah I, pr- job, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed the interview. You did it. You did it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, when it comes to our voicemail, we want to keep doing this. So you guys keep calling in, please, and asking us your questions because it's like one of my favorite parts of our podcast now. I enjoy it, it so much connecting I do too. to you guys. I really do. If you guys want to uh, share a question with us, call 844-844-MOMS and please leave us a message. Yeah. And thank you to everyone who has gone to Apple Podcasts and given us a five-star rating and review. It really helps us. It really helps other moms find us. So we appreciate that. So thank you guys so much for listening this week. Yes. We love you so much and we will see you next